0: It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston.
1: Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs online at Joe'sCarting.com, fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And, Dirk, I got some insider information about the Slick Track Series making its return on November 1st. Buddy called me and gave me some insider information and just said that uh, it, instead of it being a... Uh, I think it was 18 weeks previously. It's only going to be six weeks this year or this season. They'll do six weeks before the holidays and then six weeks after the holidays so that it's not such a tasking, um, you know, time suck basically. And uh, well, that, so that's kind of appealing. They're doing 12 weeks, not six. Well, six weeks before the season or six weeks before the holidays and then six weeks after. So yeah, a 12 week, a 12 week so,
0: season. So they cut it down four weeks. They didn't cut it down 10. weeks.
1: No. Did I say 10 weeks?
0: Well, no, you said they cut it from 16 weeks to six. I thought he said eight. Oh, sorry. It was 18 weeks to 12. Well, you didn't say to 12, you said the six.
1: Yeah. I don't doubt that. Sometimes I, I know what I want to say and then different words come out of my head.
0: Yeah. So anyway, they, they cut it down from nine races per season or per half to three, Mm -hmm. uh, Cut it down three to six.
1: Yep. Yep. And they're going to be changing the, uh, he said there's going to be a big overhaul to it and he wouldn't tell me who, but he said there is going to be a surprise celebrity guest. That is going to wow
0: and amaze, which is basically the same thing. I mean celebrity <laughs> guest to kick off the thing, racing all 12 weeks. What's he talking about? Flagman. Flagman.
1: They've got a new flagman. Apparently, Billy Lloyd has retired from the duties. Well, Billy Lloyd did it, does it for the uh for the uh racing with the stars. I think it was who did it? Uh Tracy Weber did it, right? I don't know. I, I think Tracy
0: Weber track.
1: I think Tracy Weber did it, but anyways, that more information on that coming on the Joe's Carding Facebook page. Make sure you guys uh, like it up and share it up. That way, um, it can continue to uh, to get more information. Well, unfortunately, we got to start today with some sad news that uh, a major name in the racing in the Midwest racing world, uh, the Zeitner family, has lost uh, one of their patriarchs. What of the? Huh. I figured he was half, but. <laughs> We'll give him. Maybe we'll give him a little more credit. I don't know.
0: Raleigh is what everybody called him. Raleigh Zeitner.
1: Raleigh Zeitner passed away. Uh, let's see. Was it uh, Wednesday? Wednesday morning or a thir- a Tuesday night? Somewhere around in there.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it Wednesday morning, probably Wednesday about noon. Actually, I think that's when I saw it on Facebook.
1: Yeah, we might have to play that uh, Zeitner family uh, reunion or that Zeitner family interview we did. Um, and again, our, our apologies go out to to Dale Zeitner. He was uh, not included in that, and it, it definitely wasn't on purpose. Uh, apparently, some communication got crossed, and he wasn't able to join us that night. But uh, I'd love to to replay that and and uh, kind of talk about that Zeitner family history because uh, it, it's as deep as as the Kaziskis go. As Oh man, who else? Uh SAT-Offs. Uh, well, I don't even know if I can compare Zadoff sat offs as far as history goes in the sport for to the Kaziskis and Zeitners.
0: Yeah, well the Zeitners locally aren't near as deep as what the Kaziski clan was, but you know, because they started up in South Dakota. They they didn't come down to uh into the Omaha area and start running sunset, I don't think, till roughly nineteen eighty or eighty one, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Right. So we'll
1: have to try to replay that, but our thoughts definitely go out to the Zeitner family as they're uh, dealing with uh, a tough time right now. And uh, if you guys could please uh, send them a good message. I'm I'm sure uh, the entire clan would definitely enjoy uh, hearing from people. And also
0: to miss out on that Zeitner show was Kevin Zeitner, Dale's son. Yeah,
1: that's right. Kevin didn't get to join us either. That's right. Yeah. Dennis Parker posted that uh, there is a 360 sprint car reunion and – Autograph signing going on at the Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed this coming Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. Drivers set to attend, and I'll go ahead and say it ahead of time. I apologize if I mispronounce any names. Lonnie Jensen, Ed Bo- Bowes, Don Droud Jr., Don Droud Sr., Steve Grossenbacher, Dean Burling, uh, Lyle Sinner, Dean Chad, Dennis Parker, Jim Rohr, Don Shorney. Roger Sunquist, J.J. Riggins, Randy Floodman, Larry Rohr, Gary Bernard, and Jim will be speaking. I assume that's going to be Jim Rohr is going to be speaking on the history of the importance of and the creation of the 360 modified Sprint car class. So that definitely sounds like a fun time.
0: Well, um, uh to me at it, it only two hours long it's kind of like they're really trying to squeeze a bunch into a little bit of time so
1: yeah it, it i i imagine it's just going to be kind of a an autograph signing and an appearance for a majority of those guys and then jim's going to speak for probably what you think 20 30 minutes
0: i have no idea i'm not even going to guess
1: that's probably a good idea but yeah. uh that sounds like a do. cool deal. Plus it's over at the Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed, so gosh, that'd be something fun to go over and see.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's quite the ordeal to go through there and it's been probably close to 10 years since I went, but uh yeah, I'm thinking if uh if you're going down there uh for the sprint car fans and trying to uh you know, get some autographs from the drivers from yesteryear, I'd plan on getting there at 10. Yeah.
1: We talked with Chris Brown of Shelby County Speedway. Was that last week? Yes. Kind of seems like it was two, three weeks ago. They have uh, finally released information, more information about the Tiny Lund Memorial. If you guys want to jump back on that, it's on our uh, Spotify and Pandora History. For interviews, uh, the Brandon Saltzman Showdown has been announced. The inaugural Brandon Saltzman Showdown. Honoring the life of the 2021 late model track champion at Shelby County Speedway, Brandon lost his battle with brain cancer in 2022. Miraculously, he soldiered through the 2021 season and on the final points night, under great physical and mental stress, secured the late model track championship. This race celebrates the pure passion and determination it takes to to compete weekly. It honors a champion that we will never forget, and unifies our support to all others in our racing community affected in similar ways. The Brandon Saltzman Showdown is a Friday-Saturday, two different complete shows. Friday night paying $998 to win, Saturday night paying $1,298 to win. Uh, really nice, decent purse. You can, I'll, I'll share it out on the Front Stretch Facebook page. You guys can see more information on that, but that information was just released. Uh, Wednesday afternoon at about 6 o'clock. The entire Tiny Lund Memorial Purse was also released. Uh, compacts are going to race for $455 to win on Friday. Hobby stocks are racing for $755 on Friday, $855 on Saturday. Sport mods are racing for $855 and $955. Uh, $855 on Friday, $955 on Saturday. Stock cars are racing for Jesus on Friday and 18.55 on Saturday. Late models, like we just talked about, 9.98 on Friday, 12.98 on Saturday. Race Saver 305 is racing for 1,055 on Friday and 12.55 on Saturday. And then modifieds Saturday only racing for 12.55. The only area I can really kind of point at to say it's a big drop between winning and second is Saturday's portion of the stock cars. 1855 to win, 955 to, uh, to finish second. Well, yeah,
0: maybe they'll get some local sponsor to step up and throw a couple hundred more dollars on there or something. Who yeah. knows?
1: But that's the only one I can look at and say that's kind of a Dolly Pardon purse is strictly that Saturday portion of the stock car class. 1855 to win, then it's 955, 555, 400, 375. It kind of drops on back by 25 bucks or 20 bucks on back from there, but everything else, you know, I, I think that's a decent incentive to win the race and not a bad second, third, fourth, and fifth place uh, payout for all the other classes.
0: Yeah. Well, I haven't looked at it. So, I mean, I, I don't consider a purse that's, I don't know if a purse that's under 2000 to win can be a Dolly Parton purse. and That's just my opinion. Yeah. You can call it what you want, but you know, if there's a, a purse that's if there's a race that's paying five grand to win and second place is a thousand, yeah, then I got an issue. But you know, right. if the race isn't paying a whole, you know, several thousand dollars, like I said, 1800 is a good number, don't that, get me wrong.
1: That's going to bring a lot of stock cars. Uh, right. the Tiny Land Memorial, like uh, Chris talked about Friday, September 23rd. Dirk, by the way, I just sent it to you on Messenger. If you get a chance, you could jump over and see the entire purse friday september 23rd and saturday september 24th race for more information friday hot laps are going to be at 6 30 racing at 7 saturday hot laps are at 5 30 racing at 6 and i've already been in talks with uh kurt uh merrill uh, who is the uh, director of production at eagle and uh, james roland our pit reporter and uh, maybe ryan kumpf I think we're trying to get uh, a camping spot over there for that Friday, Saturday show and go over and watch both nights. But uh, Dirk, this kind of feels to me like the uh, the path has been laid for the reemergence of the Tiny Lund Memorial. Um,
0: well, I, I don't think it ever really went away except for the pandemic issues. Mm-hmm. So I guess my
1: perception of it is that you know it used to draw and again i this was pre me being able to uh verify stories but you know a friday saturday show would bring you know 300 cars each night 350 cars each night and this was back when the corn husker classic would do the same thing uh a, a lot different of a time 10 years ago when i first got into the sport and i heard all about the tiny london memorial I mean, it was literally one of the four staple events you went to in this area. And it feels to me a little bit, especially kind of the year I worked, that it it kind of fell off a little bit. But I, I think everybody at Shelby County Speedway and especially Chris Brown, I, I keep every time I see him, I tell him what great job he's doing. But it feels to me like they've added money back to the purse. So this is going to entice more than um, I think they had like one hundred and thirty five cars
0: last year. Yeah, well, it, I mean, the track fell on hard times and was having a lot of problems for a couple years. So that, you know, that's as much to blame as anything. And now that right. it sounds like they've got a pretty decent management team in there. I haven't heard a bunch of complaints about the uh, the downsizing of the track or anything. So, you know, I think all in all, everybody or everybody that's raced there anyway, you've still got people that haven't gone and raced that will still complain about it. Mm-hmm. without even having you know turned a lap on it but um i think everything they're they're doing is moving in the right direction
1: by the way 155 entries for last year's tiny lund can't go back and look at anything other than that but i remember stories of you know when i first got into the racing world which was 2012 of 350 cars at the tiny lund that Uh, it and really it kind of depended on. I think that's about what a week or two after the Boone Super Nationals, maybe a week.
0: Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it was usually right around that time and uh, um, usually closely before um, the cornhusker.
1: So, So in
0: between and the cornhuskers, kind of where it hit, September sees. Thursday, the
1: 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th are the Race saver Nationals, kind of the kickoff to the Boone Super Nationals. Those are at Eagle Raceway. The Boone Super Nationals are in Boone, Boone, Iowa. And then Monday the 5th through, I believe, Saturday the 10th is the Boone Super Nationals. Looks like they've got a week off. And then the Tiny Lund is the 23rd to the 24th. I always thought this was like a week earlier, like it was the week following the Boone Super Nationals, and it was always kind of enticing for drivers that came over to Boone just to hang out for a week, and then they would go down to Shelby County Speedway and race the Tiny Lund. Well,
0: that might be what it always was, but right now, it's obviously not going to be this year. So, right.
1: so well. I, I think they're going to get a good car count. I think this is great. Uh, I'm seeing 40 bucks for last place in the compacts, 100 bucks for last place in the hobby stocks, 125 last place in the sport mods. This is last in the A feature, by the way, taking 20 cars in each class. I think this is a great uh, a great purse. I'm I'm excited about this for these guys. I think that's all I got for local news. Competition director Ryan Pemberton announced that he is leaving Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series after 10 years. The team announced Wednesday that Ryan Pemberton and JRM co-owner Dale Earnhardt Jr. have parted ways amicably. Ryan has been an essential has been essential to JRM's success over the past decades. Miller said in a statement released by the team, uh, that would probably be, I don't know, L.W. Miller, team's director of motorsports. We asked a lot of him when he came here in 2012. He not only embraced the challenge, but helped us right the ship. In the process, he laid the groundwork for a winning culture. Ryan's given the organization a tremendous amount, and we can't thank him enough. No word on where he's headed or what's going on with him, but we'll know probably in the next couple of weeks who he has signed with. All right. So you don't leave the Xfinity series operation. If they're opening up in a cup series operation, that doesn't make any sense. They would have announced if he was going to Hendrick. So it kind of sounds like if, if they parted ways amicably, either he's getting out of the sport for a little bit, or he's headed to a rival.
0: Well, you wouldn't think if they were parting amicably, he'd be going to a rival because You don't ever want to lose your good help to, you know, your enemy, so to speak. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks with that situation. Joey Logano and Team Penske have reached a contract extension. Joey Logano, who won the championship in 2018, uh, has reached a long-term contract agreement with Team Penske that will keep him behind the number 22 Ford Mustang for years to come. As is typical, we don't know the length of the contract and any of the details, which is, you know, the only thing that I'm kind of envious about with other sports is that as soon as a contract is signed, that information seems to get leaked out pretty quickly, but NASCAR teams keep that stuff wrapped up pretty tight.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm not really sure what the reason for that is for, and it it might just be because, you know, like at Penske, you got, you know, three, if you count Wood Brothers, a fourth driver, um, and, I mean, you know, they might even be sworn to secrecy amongst each other, so nobody yeah. knows what anybody's making, so there's, you know, no griping or bitching. and
1: Well, and no, uh, I mean, it's the same thing that, like, a lot of jobs that I've had, uh you have been told that you are not allowed to talk about your salary with other employees. And that's a tactic by the employer to not let anybody else know if you're getting crappy pay or great pay.
0: Yeah, it's I've had that just about everywhere I worked except mm-hmm. car sales. Everybody knew in car sales what everybody was making. Yeah. They they brag about it in, in a sales position. They brag about what they're paying you in the sales meetings. <laughs> well they do you've been so sad in them yeah you know if you kick butt and you had a monster month and you know they come in and brag about it because they want everybody else to be where you're at so, yeah just a motivational deal yep uh i think that's all i got for news do you get anything uh no i think that pretty much covers it um okay. you know gonna be an interesting race this weekend and yeah. Why they put it on the big track. I have no idea, but
1: you and me both. I'm,
0: I'm so done trying to figure them out <laughs> you know, for a while. I could put rhyme to reason to son of a, because, you know, I went through a lot of it and I knew yeah. what was going on, but not on anymore. About, what are you on about 30 years trying to figure them out? Oh, no, I probably started trying to figure them out before then, but you know, in, in the old days they didn't make rule changes like they do now, you know, yeah. Now it's, you know, cheat on Sunday, 63 new role, rules on Monday. Right. You know. Yep. Yep. yep yeah, yep. I didn't need to go like that. They they pretty much, if it was a major deal, they might make a mid-season change. But normally it was a penalty, whether it was weight or whatever. You know, they penalize the team somehow for the rest of the season. And then, you know, when the off-season came, they changed the rules and move on.
1: Want to say I uh, want to take time before we head over to turn number two and talk with Derek Kral, driver, driver of the uh, number 85 uh, Race Saver Sprint Car. I wanted to say a big thank you to everybody that donated this week in the uh, Alzheimer's walk to uh, to end Alzheimer's. Norm Ziegenbein, who I have thoroughly enjoyed calling races for for the last couple of years, came up to me Saturday night at Eagle and said, here's 50 bucks. Will you put out a challenge to all other modified drivers and have them donate at least 50 bucks to your walk and uh, norm and i had a nice conversation his i I guess i shouldn't say nice conversation but because it it involved his father currently dealing with alzheimer's so uh it was uh a long conversation about the struggles and and the and and how terrible the disease this is and um norm uh, stepped up and donated 50 bucks and since then Mike Densberger's wife has donated $81 in Mike's car number honor. Cole Wayman donated $26. Jacob Hobscheid, who drives the 01. uh, Thank you, Jacob, for not donating $1. He donated $101. Cody Thompson donated $25. Andrew Bowman, or AJ Bowman, donated $25. Ashley Shaft, $20. Bub Lorette donated $50. So uh, we've donated, we've, uh, we've generated a lot of money. I think I sent Norm a message. We donated somewhere around $450 uh, thanks to all of the modified donations over the last couple of days. So keep those donations coming. We are at uh, 50, let's see, my uh, $5,383. And uh, if we get to $10,000, then Jordan Grabowski has to do the Triple Atomic Challenge at Quaker Steak and Lube. And I don't know about you guys, Dirk I think you're kind of excited about this can you imagine watching Jordan Grabowski do the triple atomic challenge
0: I can now but I saw I saw a new one today on Facebook are you familiar with uh, beard meets food no I'm not another one of them eating guys I don't know if you've heard of Randy Chantel or or any of these guys this guy's like a Joey Chestnut he looks like he's about five foot eight and weighs 140 pounds but he eats 15 pounds of food all the time
1: oh my god i'm Uh, looking it up right now
0: he's got into doing some of the hot things like the the chip challenge and he's eating a couple hot wing challenges well i saw a video today that he did that had a tube but um i wasn't sure what was going on with this tube well it ended up being there's I want. I don't remember how many gazillion Scovilles they were. I want to say 17 million. No That's way. Many, uh, it was something like that. If you can find the video. I'm scrolling through today. trying to find it. It was totally insane. And it had rules. You had 10 minutes to eat the container of peanuts. And it looked like an old container of Alka-Seltzer, a round tube, four inches long, you know, bigger around as a quarter, maybe, you know, and, uh, I I didn't bother counting the peanuts, but it said you had to eat the peanuts two at a time. And then when you got done, you had to wait five minutes. I don't know what they called it, the burn factor or whatever, before you could drink any milk or throw up or whatever you're going to do. (laughs) He made it about a minute before he started chugging the milk. And he ate it with plastic gloves on. And I'm still to the feeling if I've got to put plastic gloves on to hold something, I ain't putting it in my mouth you know Dirk it's, I mean, it's going to burn that's the that's on my fingers it's not going in my mouth that is not a bad rule, rule in life
1: <laughs> if you can find that video send it to me because I'd be curious I, I think the last time I looked I think the one chip challenge was somewhere around a million Scovels and the, uh, the Quaker steak and lube triple atomic challenge was a million and a half but it's gotten hotter since, uh, I did it. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: Beard meets food YouTuber.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm looking through his channel right now, but I, I don't see anything about that hotness. I just see him eating a lot. Like he eats this massive pizza that I would love to try and eat.
0: Oh, and, and there's another one I've seen him eat where he ate like, it was like five different cuts of steak. There was a, I don't know, a 30 ounce T bone. There was a monstrous fillet, which I mean, for a fillet, a monstrous one's like 12 ounces, but it was like eight pounds of meat. And then he had all kinds of obviously in England, they call them chips, but fries, you know, look like steak mm-hmm. fries. He had some uh, onion rings there. But I mean, he just destroys this stuff. And
1: all right, guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to head over and uh, get recalled just around the corner. If you guys get a chance, Please donate to the Alzheimer's Fund uh, through my progress. And uh, the closer we get, well, once we reach ten thousand, then uh, Jordan Grabowski has to do the triple atomic challenge. Uh, and I think he is genuinely scared. I mean, this is a guy that that races professionally for a living, and has done some crazy things in his day.
0: Well, he's he genuinely race scared for a living. He's got a job, but
1: well, yeah, he he works for a living too. But I think he's one of the few people in the industry that actually could call himself a professional race car driver. Locally. Mm -hmm. Locally. All right. We're going to take a break. Derek Carl, just around the corner. Dirk and I'll be right back. Hang tight.
0: We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch.
1: Welcome back to the front stretch race fans. Rolling into turn number two presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Hopefully going to be the site of Jordan Grabowski's demise coming up uh, in about a month and a half. 50-some, 50 57, 58 days left in the uh, Walk to End Alzheimer's Challenge. We're trying to get to $10,000. We're over halfway there, $5,300 raised. Thank you to everybody that has donated. It's been amazing. Uh, it's brought me to tears several times, and I will be uh, brought to tears along with Jordan Grabowski sometime around October or November when we do the Triple Atomic Challenge of at Quaker Steak and Lube. If you want to find out how much it hurts, Go down there today. Do yourself right. Do the Triple Atomic Challenge. Do it on Thursday night. You can walk around, tear up, cry, breathe fire like a dragon from Game of Thrones while enjoying classic car cruising.
0: And if somebody gives you a hard time, you can threaten to crawl in their car and crap your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can.
1: (laughs) Joining us on the show now, uh, who I am excited to say is now a feature winner at Eagle Raceway. Derek Carl, driver on the number 85. Derek, <laughs> not a lot of times we get to say this, but it's been about three weeks since you had the, had you on the show and a lot has changed.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It, uh, it has changed. We, uh, we got our first win in the sprint car. It, uh, it meant a lot to the team. It's, uh, it was very earned because we've been we've had a lot of we've had a lot of struggles with the sprint car, like engine problems, and we uh, I I was telling my fiance on the way out there, but the night that we won, that after this night we're done, we're not we're not gonna race Eagle the rest of the year. We're gonna recoup and I'm gonna do some more homework, and then we go out and win, and we get to race some more. So yeah. it was good.
1: Now remind me, did you ask her to marry you before or after that you came on the show for the interview? I it would have been. I think it was the week of, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: it was. It was the it was the week after. It was the week after.
1: The week after you asked her to marry you. The week after.
2: Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I
1: I don't remember talking about it on the show, and that's obviously something I think I would have brought up. But I, yeah, I think we had you on that that Thursday show, and then you asked her to marry you on 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 Saturday, uh, which. I think that went really well.
2: Yeah, I did. It was, I was super nervous, which I, I feel like everybody should be, but it was, uh, it went up, it went great. Yeah. I'm really happy she said yes, because she picked up <laughs> with a lot of my shit, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'd be pretty you embarrassing in front of all the people. You came Go on ahead. the show to practice your nerves.
2: Yes, and I, I feel like I've gotten better. I've gotten better,
1: so. We'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right. Uh, other thing I wanted to bring up. Thanks for coming out Sunday. I hope you had a good time at the uh, at the library pub, uh, and I appreciate you and Adam and, and James coming down and hanging out for a couple hours. That, that was,
2: was amazing. Him. I I nice to put a face to Dirk and then meeting everybody. And I love that Nobody's place. I want to go back. Nobody's ever said that before.
0: It's nice to put a face to Dirk. <laughs>
2: yeah. well i mean i seen you on the podcast and i was like i want to know what this guy looks like and then it's like well i finally get to meet you and i love that place i love that pub yeah it is i'm, I'm gonna definitely we're gonna come back
1: that place is such a gem in a and uh, i don't know what it is i have had so many situations in my life that i have worked at places that nine times out of ten would have failed, but for some reason I ended up working at the one that did did work. And Library Pub is one of them. They have the cheapest drinks in town, the strongest pours in town, and an amazing selection of beer and whiskey. I mean, and it and it's just a cool down-to-earth place.
2: It is. It's just the atmosphere is it was amazing. I had a great mm-hmm. time. I could have stayed there all night, but we tried. Yeah, we did. We tried.
1: Yep. <laughs> I want to talk about your win. Um I'm looking at the Eagle Raceway results page. Um and don't take this the wrong way, but boy did you guys struggle before you knocked off that first win.
2: Yeah, it's just it seemed like everything uh everything up until that point we we did well and then we started having problems with the engine getting hot and we would we would race one week and the engine would get super hot and then the next weekend it would be super, it wouldn't get warm at all. So then we'd start taking away on the fueling and then it would get hot and it ended up, we, uh, we had some timing issues. The engine was supposed to be at 33 degrees and it was at four degrees top dead center. And then we got that figured out, but it's just kind of the, I mean, another thing is the whole season, you know, this is our first season in a sprint car and we really, we didn't have a lot, we didn't have any spares and, the tire situation and financially it just every week it's been it it's a struggle it's yeah. been a it's been a big big struggle for us our first season and we've had problems with the trailer like on the last one we it caught on fire and that was a thousand dollars to fix and it just you know we've kind of come to the consensus and that next year we're gonna we're gonna try and get partners to to help out you know it just for it's a lot for me to work and then yeah. come home yeah. and work every night. And then, you know, strictly this year has been paying for the sprint car. And then the tire deal, it seems like when we have money to buy tires, something else goes wrong. Like we wrecked that car that night. So then we had to get another car and it's been a struggle, but I mean, it, I guess I signed up to do this. So,
1: well, and, and Adam goalie racing has kind of been right there next to you when you needed shop space or you needed the car rebuilt or, You needed some help. You were able to lean on those guys.
2: Yeah, they definitely, Adam, he, he came in when I wrecked that car and he had that spare car that I got now that I won with. And that night, as soon as we wrecked, we stripped my car and then we washed it that night. And then the next two nights, or not even the next two nights, the next, the next day, we pretty much had the car together. And this car is kind of like my good luck charm because we come out with this car and I think I re- raced it twice, and I ended up winning with it. So this one's gonna stay in the stable for a little while.
1: So take me through that night of winning that race. I mean, I'm looking up to it. If if you're you're sitting there winning your heat race, what are you thinking? What what's going through your head as you finish that heat race and you won?
2: I was I was super happy, and it was car just, felt good. Oh, it was amazing. I mean so i called this uh this chassis i have right now is a kpc and immediately as soon as i got the car i called uh, steve kent and i asked him what do i do with this car and he you know this is it's a longer car it's a 88 40 and a half and he told me he's like oh they run these all in california and they do great and he gave me a setup with the car and uh we took the car out and i was like man this car this is awesome. You know, we're going somewhere. And then, uh, just kind of as the night gone on, I was like, man, I was like, we like the car felt really good. It like felt way different than my Eagle, which I liked my Eagle too. But this car is, it kind of matches my, it matched my driving style more. It's a longer car. So it's lazier. And I'm used to running on wing where I really saw at the wheel the whole time. And I think this car kind of buffers my driving style a little bit and makes it makes me look better than what I was. No, we, we were happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, after the heat race, it was really good. Uh, but the feature, we, uh, a lot of people don't believe this, but we went out, like, we went out with like 10 and three quarter inches of stagger. We didn't, like, it's pretty much all we had. So I was like, well, we're going to run it. And the drop of the green flag, the car hooked really hard. I was like, oh man, this is great. And I've never, I've never ran against the fence at Eagle wide open like that. I've never ran against the fence at Eagle. And I was like, well, we're just, we, we're just going to do it. So we did it and the car was great. And then about 10 laps in, I lost brakes and I, like, I started to lose brakes and I could feel it. So I started pumping the brakes and probably lap 12 or 13. I couldn't feel my leg anymore from pumping the brakes. So (laughs) I was like, well, we're just going to ride this one out. But I'm happy we got that caution because I was tired. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All
1: right. So back me up now. You you finished that heat race. You got the win. But Eagle winning during the heat race is one thing. Winning the feature is a totally different thing because Roger's going to go out there and frame, farm that racetrack. So what yes. are you thinking going into the, the the watching the B feature of the sprint cars and and watching the other features rolling out there.
2: I watched him farm it too, and I knew it. It kind of for me, I, I feel like we always do great the first ten laps of the race, and then the car goes away, then it gets super slick, and then we stop moving forward. And I was talking to Marcus, and I was like, "Man, we really got to figure something out. We got to tighten this car up." So we made we made our adjustments, which we've never done before. And the car was, at the start of the race, the car was snug. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just hoping the car really comes in. And then after it, it came in a little bit earlier than what we, I wanted it to about lap eight, it kind of started to snug up or start loosening up a little bit. And I started kind of getting nervous about it. And I was like, well, I was like, maybe we should, I'm going to have to start driving harder. And then Adam threw that slide job at me. And I seen him, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And I figured, well, I'm in the lead, and this car's gonna go in a box. So, either way, both of us are loading our cars in, in pieces. So, I I ended up going in, and I went a little too high, and I popped the wall, and it slowed my mo- momentum down. And that was when he slid me. So, as soon as I as soon as I got off the wall, I just I put it to the floor, and we hit a little bit. And then the next lap I like after that happened, I was like, all right, just keep your composure. Don't, you know, it's just a slide job and he did it again and the caution came out and I was, Oh, thank God. And then the caution came out and I ended up pumping my brakes and I still didn't have any brakes, but it was good because then I didn't have to work through lap traffic anymore because that's what I think I ended up, wasting my brakes on was running the bottom and
1: and that that caution came out you're probably able to kind of collect your composure and kind of figure out your game plan for the final couple of laps
2: yeah it was i couldn't feel my hands i was wrenching (laughs) the wheel so hard like i was i i was so happy when they threw the caution i'm like oh my gosh thank god i am super happy about this and it was and just calm your heart down i mean when you're leading a race being a rookie when you're leading a race like that at Eagle, it was for me, I was like, Oh man, you know, we're still in this.
1: Marcus Kennedy has been kind of around the racing world for a while. I I've heard of him. I've talked to him a couple of times. uh, Never really had a long conversation about his history, but I I think he's kind of a shock expert.
2: Yes, he is. Definitely.
1: And obviously that's a very important thing when it comes to, to higher speeds in, in sprint cars.
2: Yes, he does. I mean, Marcus does a great job with uh, every like, everything that we do to the car. I go through him and we we think about talk about things, and he tells me if he thinks it's a good idea or a bad idea whether it whether it's shocks or what I want to do to the car and I think that's you know a lot of the success with that is because of him because he's we've worked together on the micro deal when I race micros and you know, I go and help him when he races his micro and we just have such a great relationship together that it worked out. I mean,
1: so did you approach him to come help you on the sprint car team or did, did he kind of talk to you about starting it? What happened there? No. Um, like
2: I said, I I was getting ready to race a micro and then this deal happened and I got a sprint car and we talked over a couple beers and, um, we kind of, you know, he, he wanted to help and I wanted to help him. So, it, you know, it worked out best for both of us. I mean, and he knows how I drive and I just, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a blessing having him around. That's for sure. And I mean the rest of the crew too. I mean, Cameron, I work with him every day and he's a pipe loader just like I am. And I mean, he works his ass off and, my fiance, she's the best mud scraper I've ever met in my life.
1: <laughs> One of the best looking, I'll tell you that.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you. She uh <laughs> she she does a really good job. She cleans my helmet every week and makes sure that all the little things I don't have to do that just yeah. take time. But
1: uh season, uh, yeah, like we kind of talked a little bit about it. It uh, it's been an ups and downs uh so, you know, it's kind of been a season, obviously with it being your rookie season, you've had a lot to learn about these cars. Do you look back on those weeks and say, man, I sure learned a lot that night, even though, you know, we finished here. Yeah,
2: I, I've learned. I think about racing every day now that I got this sprint car. There's just so much to to take in in such a short amount of time. And I'm a really competitive person and I, I really hate getting my ass kicked every week. It just—you
1: might be r- racing at the wrong racetrack on a weekly basis if you like. If you don't like I, that,
2: <laughs> I know. It just—I'm just—I don't like it when we don't make a mains because you know it pays. I think it pays a hundred dollars if you don't make it out of the B,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that extra hundred and fifty dollars for us, like this season, is just—it's a big deal. I mean, it pays for pays for fuel in the truck or
0: pit passes. all the
2: yeah pit passes and just all the little things you know and you go a month with only making a hundred dollars it just it kind of it wears on you and it really breaks you down and yeah it just it gets to be it just gets to be to that point where it's like you know if, if we can't make it out of a bee anymore maybe we need to hang it up and regroup and figure out what's going on and then we go out and win and it's like, okay, you know, maybe we, we can race a few more weeks, but it just, we have we've, we've learned a lot. We've struggled a lot, but I mean,
1: a rookie it's kind season of been the motto of the season.
2: Yeah, it has been the motto of the season. It's been, it, it's definitely had a lot of ups and it's definitely had a lot more downs, I think, but I mean, to us, I mean, winning, winning a race your rookie year, I was going for rookie of the year and then we run a, won won that race and it's like okay you know we need to concentrate on just racing instead of rookie of the season points
1: Mm -hmm. so you got one more race left at ego for the weekly racing championship night you've taken the last couple of weeks off uh you made the announcement on facebook kind of to just um save your equipment and and obviously tire tires were a big issue with are you guys going to have enough for the race saver nationals or not um, are you back at it this week? To kind of get back in the groove or are you going to wait until the race Saver nationals to, to jump back in it?
2: Nope. The car is ready. Went through everything, took them two weeks off, went through the whole car and it's sitting here on stands right now. I'm looking at it and it's, we're ready to go. All we can do is pretty much set it on the ground and load it on the trailer. But I mean, the only bad thing is with the tire issue and is we've only got one right rear right now. And that's, you know, I, I hope and I pray that we get tires for race saver nationals, because if we don't, then.
1: Well, I, when they came I, in a guarantee that you guys will have enough tires, do you believe it?
2: I. So. I guess we're only supposed to get a voucher for two tires. This is what I've heard. We're supposed to get a, two vouchers for tires at race saver nationals. And With. You know, I would like to say that I'm going to make the A feature on Friday night, but if that doesn't happen, yeah,
1: just... what What are those? I mean, honestly, if you're playing a conservative, use a tire on Friday to try to qualify for Sunday. If you don't, you got to use a tire on Saturday to qualify for Sunday. And that's being incredibly conservative. Let's say you got to come out of the D feature on either one of those nights. You're going to burn up a tire. You're going to use a tire if you qualify for the A.
2: Yeah. And it's just, it's just like us. I mean, that's, that's the main reason that we quit was because we can't get tires and we don't have any more. And it just like, that's the, been the big struggle is like, what do we do? Cause we got one tire right now and we're going to use it up on
1: Saturday and,
2: what do you do after that? Cause
1: yeah. If teams don't have four, we're in big trouble. Yeah. And yeah.
2: there's been people say there's going to be plenty of tires. And then there's people saying you're going to get a voucher for two tires. And it's like, well, I'm not going to have any tires when I show up to race, Saver nationals. And if, if I can only get two, then you
1: if I racing,
2: yeah, it just, yeah. I don't know. it just, it sucks because, we really want to race bad, but it's like, well, do we, what do we do? Do we get our two tires and see how far two tires takes us and then bow out of the race? Cause I mean, I've picked through Roger Hayden's pile of tires already and <laughs> I don't it's know. It's not going to work. It's not yeah. definitely not for yeah. And I mean, it, that's like bringing a knife to a gunfight because mm-hmm. everybody there that everybody there is going to have tires and we just, we we got into racing at the wrong year, I feel like, but it's... well, you
1: know, maybe ten years from now you'll talk about you got into it at the right time. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. hopefully.
1: So, going into your race saver nationals, let's assume you got plenty of tires. What are your expectations and goals?
2: My goal is to make the AMA.
1: Yeah,
2: I just I feel like with I mean we've raced we've raced Eagle all season. I feel like, and we've we've made leaps and bounds from when we started. But, I mean, you know, another expectation is there's there's a lot of cars there that are fast. You know, mm-hmm. like Jake Bubach ran one night and got second. Well, it's he's just, not
0: like a rookie. He's got so much experience, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But it's just it's easy for a person to say we're going to make the A main until you're there. And Mm -hmm. you're in that situation with people that have raced for years and years and years. But
1: Well, and it's, you know, it's a tough situation because, you know, let's say you go out and race the first heat race. It's luck of the draw. I mean, the track is going to be pretty sloppy. Not a lot of passing is going to go on those first two or three heat races. Then the next couple of heat races get really good. I mean, maybe the next three or four. And then the track kind of gets worn out. And then there's not a lot of passing. So if you're in that beginning or end before Roger reworks the track, it's luck of the draw.
0: Well, yeah. it's just luck of the draw, literally on your draw. Because if you're starting in the fifth row of any of the heats, the odds of making the A, you know, pretty yeah. you know, just that that field of cars will be so stacked. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, if you're not in the first two rows of your heat, your chances of making the A are slim. You know, yeah, I see. Plenty
1: of guys have done it, but. Again, you know, it's, that's a tough, tough one to tough, tough one to pull out. Um, yeah. Making okay. the A main would be your goal. What would you still consider to be a successful first race-saver nationals?
2: Uh, making it to the B, that would be, I guess uh, I don't really, on, I've never raced Sunday? the race-saver. Yep, on Sunday. I've yeah. never raced the race-saver nationals. So this is, I'm going into this kind of blind. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can make the B or run up front in the C for our first season, I mean, I wouldn't hang my head about that.
1: Listen, let me tell you this. A little piece of advice from a guy who's worked a couple of race saver nationals. Too many Eagle melons on uh, Friday or Saturday. That'll hurt. Take take it easy.
2: Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) We're not drinking at all during the race saver nationals. None of us are. We're (laughs) as soon as we get done, the car's going in the trailer and I'm just going to treat it like a work day. So I'm going to realize
1: you just challenged me, right? What do you mean? I'm going to get you to drink. (laughs) <laughs> no, i'm not gonna do it as soon as the races are over the wings
2: coming off the car's going inside the trailer and i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna go to bed early and that's it
1: all right then couple of more races left after this we, uh dirk and i talked about it in turn number one the tiny lund memorial announced pretty stout purse i think uh what was it 955 to win 1055 to win on friday 1255 to win on saturday you thinking about running down there for that race
2: no, nope. as soon as the Race Saver Nationals are over, hopefully that night my engine gets pulled on Sunday and it's getting sent away. Really? Yeah. It just this is we just need a rebuilding year. We need to okay.
1: it's Oh, wait a I minute. A, a rebuilding year? Are you talking about taking 2023 off? No, not a rebuilding year. Are you rebuilding like winter just It just needs uh, to be the, the engine needs to be rebuilt and you guys need to retool. You need yep. an off season. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, so, what
1: are your plans for 2023 then? What are you thinking about doing? Well,
0: so to me, like the world outlaws is where he's headed. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I wish <laughs> that'd be great. So now, uh, me and Marcus Kennedy sat down and we just we talked about a bunch of uh, just a bunch of things. You know, like how serious. You know, he knows how serious I take this and he takes this as serious as I do. And we're just going to, he's pretty much just going to become a 50, 50 partner in this whole, the sprint car deal for 2023. So he's going to take over pretty much half of it.
1: Uh, become a kind of a, a part owner operator in it. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys sticking with 305s? Or are you going to add 360 to your class at all? We've, we've talked about that. And uh, next season
2: we're going to hopefully if, everything everything works out right we're gonna be running 362 awesome yeah pretty excited about that i really yeah i want to run a 360 really bad
1: yeah air crawl driver the number 85 you get a lot of uh partners that are kind of helping you out with this operation why don't you take a minute and uh give them a big thank you
2: uh, i'd like to sp- i'd like to thank uh marcus kennedy speed Shocks, um lost creek motorsports bobby eubanks um adam Golian racing uh scotty jurgens he's helped out a lot with the race car uh my little jerry bear jerry springer he's he's turned a lot of wrenches on this car um cameron barnett he works his ass off Uh, my fiance, obviously for cleaning my helmet and scraping all the mud off the car and uh putting up with you putting up with me yeah but uh
1: that's about it for this season Derek crawl uh you guys have a facebook page right yeah. It's uh Derek call racing. There you go. Derek crawl racing. Uh, if you guys are interested in supporting a local racer, talented young man, uh, you can reach out to Derek K R a L racing. And also I, if I remember correctly, I think we came up with a nickname for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that for,
1: I am. That's... Do you want to, do you want to go ahead and announce it now? Or should we just wait until I, the paint scheme's supposed to get redone, right? are, are wasn't that one of the it, contingencies?
2: It already started <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty much already done, so you awesome. can say it because you say it better than I say it
1: i I kinda wanna say it. I wanna wait and do it with the excitement at uh at at Eagle on Saturday night,
2: okay that's, so,
1: yeah, that's I, perfect. I think everybody needs to come out to Eagle on the final points night and find out what Derek crawl's nickname's gonna be,
2: yeah, it'll be a. It's going to be a good one. I think it's – I'm pretty excited about it. Like I said, we already got the car. Marcus is already designing the car, so – and it's pretty much done, so. Awesome.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Anything else you want to cover? No. I'm super super happy you had me on again, Dan. I appreciate everything you do. Well, I appreciate you guys coming out on Sunday. It meant a lot to me, and uh, can't wait to see you guys back in Victory Lane with that 85 machine.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it, and thank you for having me.
1: All right, man. Appreciate the time. And, uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday night. Thanks, All right. Dirk. You have a good night. Yep. Thanks, thank you, Dirk. Yep. Bye. And Dirk, I just realized we pretty much did the show backwards. We were supposed to do the interview in turn one and we did it in turn two. Well, was
0: par for the course.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's kind of been one of those last couple of weeks for me, uh, race fans. Uh, obviously, uh, I 80 speedway racing on uh, Friday night. It is the speedway motors night at the races featuring the three hundred and sixty Sprit sprint cars for both locally and also MSTs 360s added to the bill. They're racing for a good chunk of change. I think two thousand to win. Uh, there's a bunch of classes that are racing that night. Thousand to win for most of them. I think sport mod stock cars, uh, Bragging Right late models, and I think modifieds all racing for a thousand to win. And then sport compacts racing for three hundred to win. Free tickets are available at Speedway Motors. So get out to I Speedway on Friday night. Support your local dirt racing. Saturday night, final points night at Eagle Raceway for the championship. Congratulations. To uh I know of at least um Dylan Richards and Joey Danley that have locked up championships there. So congratulations to those guys. Um, and then uh obviously Adams County Speedway, Shelby County Speedway. Um, all the tracks throughout the area, they're racing their races. So make sure you guys get out and support local dirt racing. Saturday, make sure you get out to the Speedway Motors Museum of American Speed for the 360 Sprint Car meet and greet, driver's meet and greet and uh, conversation. Talking about the influence of 360 Sprint Cars, the creation of the series and so much more. It's going on Saturday, what I say? 10 a.m. to noon? Yes. All right. Get out there and uh, support all that local dirt racing you guys can. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carney